Welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, here the Goalie Mindset Podcast. Welcome. I'm excited to have on here today from KO Sports, player agent Jason Nicholas. Jason, thanks for coming on, my friend. Nice to see you. I hurt my shoulder. I warned him about his shoulder. It's all good. That happens to me every time I shake hands. I got to give her one of these. That was talking to shake firm. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Anyways, I'm so excited to have Jason on here. Right? He he helps hockey players navigate their hockey career, which is so important. So important. So what I want to talk to Jason about today is I want to talk to him about his experience growing up as an athlete because he played not just hockey he played football and baseball that's pretty amazing to play three sports and why he does what he does now what's the reason what how come jason is now a player what's his why behind him so jason thanks for coming on my friend thanks. i should talk like you're here right and as opposed to like you're, you're not here so <laughs> it's great to have you on great to be here yeah this this is awesome so so talking let's let's first dive into you when did you first decide that you were going to play sports? How old were you? And what was it hockey? Was it baseball? Was it football? What was the first sport for you? Well, this was back in the day where you could afford to play one more. More than, more one, than one sport. Right? Yes. So my yeah. dad was an athlete. Uh, your dad was? Yeah, where, where, where did your dad play growing up? And well, He was a hockey player. And actually, broomball was a big sport for him. Really? Baseball, yeah. Broomball. Broomball, yeah. Wow. Were there goalies in broomball? Are the goalies in broomball? Are the nets bigger? That's bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was... I think it was just inbred, you know, the same for my kids. I was an yeah. athlete. I mean, obviously, you want to put kids in team sports. I think yeah. it's valuable in life to work yeah. within an environment like that. So, yeah, as far as I can remember, I was I was playing sports at a young age. So, I know I, I know I, and and so let's tell us about tell us about hockey first. What got you into hockey, and what position were you in? All that good stuff. Dad was a coach. Okay, so Dad is now seventy nine and still coaches. so he that's so good he put me in hockey and then obviously being a competitive person you just grow to love the game yeah so yeah i I don't remember what age i started at but uh it was just the competitive spirit and i wanted i I just enjoyed sports Mm -hmm. whether it was basketball wrestling volleyball i mean the three key were obviously baseball football and hockey so now so did you you start football at a young age too yeah yeah. Really, even in Canada, I guess they do have it at a young age. Yeah, that's kind of interfered a little bit with hockey because you're, you know, you go late fall for football. The season yeah. was obviously shorter, yeah. but hockey would kind of start, you know, towards the end of your football season. So there was always conflicts, but got it. You were allowed okay. to do that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then baseball too. Baseball, which would be in the off spring, summer. That was yeah. pretty normal. And, and there was like no it. spring hockey back when I played. Okay, yeah, there was it. Oh, yeah. Now it's a positive. They cannot play. It's hard for someone to play baseball. Well, some do, and I encourage it, to be honest. Yeah. I think, you know, you want to be an athlete, and if you yeah. can do it, why not? Yeah. I don't think you need some downtime. Everybody preaches about being an athlete, but it's tough to find the time to do it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hockey's pretty much turned into a 12-month-a-year program. Who was that player, Bo Jackson? Was that Bo Jackson that played two sports? Oh, Michael Jordan did, too. Right? Oh, my, yeah, Michael Jordan, yeah. He tried. He wasn't as, as strong as, uh, as Bo was, but... yeah. But yeah, Will Jackson played football and, and baseball. That, that's amazing. So, so talk to us about like so when you played minor sports in, in hockey, let's talk hockey. What was your highest moment, your best moment ever? 
in hockey, uh, you know what? Probably when I started coaching. Okay. Really? So it wasn't when you were playing, it was when you started coaching. No, I don't think I realized, and this is this will lead into why I became yeah. an agent, but uh I never it wasn't cool to be vulnerable. It wasn't cool. Exactly. Right. Not a lot of us had mentors and advocates, and there wasn't really agents around. So it wasn't even cool for people that knew that you worked out. No, no, it, it had to be all natural. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I just I think when it you know, for football, for me, it was instinctual. Yeah. And it was more of an aggressive sport. And you just went and worked yeah. on instincts where hockey and baseball, you had to be analytical. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I think my anxiety in those, I liked the sports, but the anxiety stressed me. Really? So, so yeah. talk to me about that. So, so what was the, what, what was the anxiety? Was it from having to be successful or what was, where did that come from? I never thought I was good. I mean, there's always dressing room banter and, I wasn't an offensive defenseman. Okay. You know, I, I made a good first pass. I could skate, which I didn't realize how good I could skate. Mm -hmm. I was very physical. Um, and really, I was more of a shutdown. I could, I think if I would have had the confidence to try more offensively, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the banter really affected me. So guys would chirp me for not scoring goals. Okay. And, and that kind of stuck in the head. Kind of stuck in the head. Right? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I look back and, and I wonder still, because I look at all the guys I played with. And you know what? I followed football and it worked out great. And yeah. got back into hockey. But I still regret not having confidence to be vulnerable with somebody and have that mentor and advocate for them. Mm -hmm. To really tell them, no, this is what you do well. Yes. Right. So that was that was the biggest challenge for me. There wasn't a lot of mentors back then, though. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. No. Like even like, did you were you around any hockey players that had played, say, in the National Hockey League or at very high levels? Summer ice was a lot different back then. So Walt Padubny was my Walt best. Walt he was a good player. Yeah, Thunder Bay had a ton of good hockey. Yeah. Right. So there'd be summer ice, and yeah, you'd skate with a bunch of pros and junior guys, and okay. At the time, they were friends and buddies, so you didn't really worry about it. Yeah. Because it was just fun. Yeah. But training was so much different back then. Yeah, it was. Than it is now. It's way more specific mm -hmm. in detail, and, you know, choreographed. So, I mean, off-season for those pros was strictly that. Yeah. Got it. What was your highest point in football? Uh, probably having the ability to go to a Blue Bombers camp. Really? Would it be Blue Bombers? Yeah. So that was that was probably the highlight for me. What was your biggest success at camp there? Uh, sacking the quarterback. Nice. Yeah. But the very next play on the kickoff, the quarterback got me back. What did he do? <laughs> he crushed me. The quarterback did. Yeah, they kept him out because they kind of sallied after. Oh, but he wanted revenge. Yeah, he wanted revenge. So he blindsided me on a, on the kickoff. So no, yeah, I stayed up for the return. And, and did he, he say anything to you after that? Oh yeah. What did he say? Uh, I can't remember, but I mean, it was a chirp. I can't say it on camera. But. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Baseball, what was your highest point in baseball? Baseball was similar to hockey. So I would, you know, I'd, I'd get in my own head and uh, I'd just worry about too much stuff and it would affect my game. So I think that's why I ended up, you know, chasing football like I did, uh, just because, like I said, it was more instinctual and uh, just pure emotion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where it, both baseball and, and hockey, there's more of a thought process. Right? Okay. So, okay. And that, that's what I really, I could be wrong, but ultimately that's the way I look at it now. Yeah. You know, that I'm, I've been through it as a coach and, and everything else I've done in the game, but I still regret it. Right. I wish, I wish I would have believed in my abilities because 
who knows how things would have worked out. It's everything, isn't it? Yeah. I believe that our, our future creates our present. The future creates our present. What I mean is the clear picture we see of ourselves in the future determines the actions we take in the present, which then makes our future a lot more powerful. Correct. Right. By, by, and as, as athletes, yeah, yeah, like even I didn't believe, like when I was drafted by New Jersey, I thought, oh, I don't have a chance. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Like, yeah. It's the, the power of mind. Power of mind. The worst part is you didn't want to tell anybody. I know. So we just build up this anxiety inside you and eventually you just crack. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I mean, even today I encourage this summer I get a camp. Uh, our spring development camp and one of the speakers couldn't show up. So I talked about vulnerability and I told a little bit of my story to the guys. And I think being vulnerable is leadership. It is. I truly do. And if, if you can trust somebody and be vulnerable, I think that's a step. And I think it builds your confidence. When yeah. You speak about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. To know that you can talk about it and still be there, be accepted, do what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, People still judge, but ultimately, you know, having the experiences I have, that was the one thing that I hear was that people were going to judge me. I worry too much what others thought. Well, then that's the other key thing now is that it's none of our business what anyone thinks of us. No, it's none of our business. It, no, that's nothing. And and I always say, would you rather? Would you rather? Let's say let's say you're an athlete, you're playing a sport, whether you're, you're playing football or or hockey or baseball. Would you rather be not not as good, and but in your mind, you think people think you are freaking phenomenal, or maybe you're you're better, but in your mind, you think people don't think you're that good. So, so of those two athletes, which one's going to progress the most? One that doesn't care what others think. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you apply that later in life. I think it comes with maturity, but you know, whether it's hockey or sport or business, I think having a mentor. It's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. The Goalie Mindset Academy is an online tool built for goalies to help build confidence and consistency so they can take their game to the next level. Try a free 30-day trial right now at thegoaliemindsetacademy.com. What was your lowest point in hockey? I don't know. I think it's, I, don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was hockey in general. It was essentially when the athlete part of me, was, I knew it was done. So everybody's goal is to be a athlete, right? So I continued to play all three sports into my 20s. And I actually continued on playing baseball and, and stuff. Not so much baseball, more softball. But I continued to play because I've yeah. always been very competitive. Um, when I got hurt the last time and broke my leg, blew my knee, that I knew it was kind of done. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the lowest point, knowing that I probably wasn't going to. How'd you break the leg? Uh, sacked quarterback and guy lineman fell on me and broke my uncontrolled. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, out of my control. So, you know. and that's a pretty big injury for a football player, a broken leg. Yeah. Broke my leg and tore my meniscus. So it was, and I was 23 at the time. So I realized at that point I wasn't, you know. Football wasn't for me, mm-hmm. so I had to figure out, and I didn't have a backup plan. So that was that was the tough part. Okay, yeah. okay, wow. So, so based on your experience in hockey, baseball, football, what's the biggest advice you would give to a young athlete nowadays? Well, I mean, the commitment commitment level is huge, but ultimately, like I said, have some people in your corner you trust. Mm-hmm. 
you know, try to block out the noise from others and never compare yourself. Okay. Everyone's got their own journey. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone's got their own journey. Now, how did you transition from that into what you do now? Like, like how, how did that come up? Like, how does a how does a guy all of a sudden one day decide, hey, I'm going to be a player. I'm going to represent players. I want to help players through their journey. How, how did that happen? Well, that's a longer story. So felt sorry for myself after, you know, the injury. And and like I said, my dad was coaching. And he basically for, I had no interest in coaching. Zero interest. Really? And uh, What was it about coaching? Why didn't you have any interest in it? Was it because honestly, I've no, I couldn't tell. Because coaching, co- coaching a team is not just coaching a team. There's a there, coaching is just a small part of it. A lot of it is like there's a lot of other stuff that comes with it. So I was probably immaturity, not understanding what was all involved. Okay, is what I probably look yeah. back on. So my dad, because I was again, he forced me because he was coaching, forced me to go to him with his team to a tournament in Sault Ste. Marie and be on the bench. Okay, and then it switched really yeah it was and i wish i would understand from that i guess i look at myself as a mentor more than a coach yeah because i started to understand the game from a whole different perspective yeah and i think it would have made me a better player if i would have got myself more involved at a younger age so yeah i was 24 when i got on the bench and okay okay until i was about i don't know 45 so really? yeah i had uh i was an assistant coach under so my dad and there was a couple other gentlemen that mentored me as a coach and i think that's the biggest problem in this day and age everybody wants to be a coach but they don't understand what is all involved so these young guys get on the bench and they're you know their heart's in the right place but they don't have that experience so hey, I, and the mentoring like you were able to get mentored by yeah, your dad 10 years i was an assistant coach that, that that's huge one thing i want to add to what you're saying there is when canada lost to check when dominic hasek was a goal for them yeah. and there was a big panic in canada remember we had the the uh open ice classic yeah. big meeting there yeah so i was at that and they did a round table so i was at ken hitchcock's table with a couple of the guys one thing that he said was he said that he would just get mentored by guys like claire drake and he named like five different people all the time boom 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 yeah. then he said someone he knows i don't want to say the name someone he knows has all the manuals, all the Hockey Canada manuals, everything in the world, but has never elected to go on the ice with there anyone. And he said he's basically a terrible coach. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. That was interesting. So that backs up exactly what you're saying. Well, I think it takes a certain personality. And I find the guys that had to work the hardest to accomplish something make the best coach. Yes. Yeah. Right. I just do because you gotta you gotta grind. You gotta mm-hmm. know there's so much more you have to take into consideration as a guy that's hanging on yeah and you appreciate it more and i think those guys give back to the players their experiences to help them through that anxiety yeah no not believing in themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's yeah that was the biggest part so yeah 24 coached you know essentially every level and you know i scouted a little bit i was an assistant gm a little bit and um ended up with Nate, which is a college in Edmonton. Yeah, Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. Yeah, so they, you know, got involved with a really good staff. And you so you were, you were coaching there. I was assisting. I was, okay, that's you know, that's great. That's good at hockey. I learned a lot from the, the head coach and the assistant coach, but ultimately we went thirty six and over two thousand. Who was the head coach? Mike Gavin at the okay. University of Oman. Yeah, 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 fantastic. So that was the, the experience a season like that, which yeah. probably won't happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll be honest, there's a couple of games we probably should have lost, but 
we just, you know, we worked, that team worked. So, um, so yeah, I have, I have, you know, a variety of experiences, I think builds confidence. Yes. And teaching or coaching with so many different guys, you take a little bit from each of them and, and add it to your repertoire, right? So, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. And, and so how, how did that transpire to you being a player agent? Well, it's, it was funny. I was actually at a tournament in Philadelphia and, um, I was in the scouts room and just talked to some college coaches and a couple agencies were there. And, and one of the gentlemen came up and said, you know, just like how I carried myself and interacted. Okay. So he asked me, and it was something I wanted to do, but ultimately I had kids and yeah, it's a job where you got to have time. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think it's fair to families to, you know, me chasing my, my kids around in rinks and stuff and not yeah. having the time to spend with it was something I was interested in, I guess you could say, and didn't really have the opportunity. So it was just by chance where I was. Um, so yeah, I was interested. My kids were a little bit older. Their son was, you know, almost ready to go to university. And um, so yeah, I was interested. But uh, I just look back on the mentorship side and, I, and the agent is such a stigma. Yeah. I look at myself as an advocate and a mentor. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. is really the way I look at it. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what do you love most about what you do? Helping the kids through adversity. Yeah. Teaching them to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking on the commitment side. Just, I mean, I live and breathe it. And like I said, based, I, I'm 53. Uh, I regret. You just get it started. Well, I regret it. Honestly, my decisions as a young guy, I just yeah. regret not, like I said, being vulnerable, having mm-hmm. a mentor, reaching out, just even reaching out. Um, so I wonder, you know, to this day, what could have been if I would have stuck with it? Oh, right? yeah, it's everything. What yeah. you say there? Yeah. Hockey's hard, and I mean, at some point, you're going to go through it. Most people, everyone does. I think yeah. everyone goes ah, through it. The only person that never went through adversity was Bernie Nichols. I had him on my pocket. was <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that was the only guy. Yeah, yeah everyone goes through adversity. Like even even Gordy Howe. I don't know if you ever saw that show on Gordy Howe and. Even when he was uh, in Detroit, you think like he'd be treated like king, and they didn't treat him very well. And went through lots of adversity. No, it's uh, that's the biggest thing for me, like helping these kids succeed yeah. and not have regrets, and whatever that level may be. It's you know it'll be what it'll be, but I want to be there for them and see them through the journeys. So why KO Sports? Why K? How come you're with KO Sports? What is it that you liked about that agency? Well, when I made the decision that I wanted, like where I was, it, you know, there was something I got to believe in something and I got to the point where I didn't believe in it. So if I'm going to bring a family into a situation, I can't ethically not believe it. Mm-hmm. So I had been doing it for probably three years. Uh, some things had changed and I had some opportunities previously because I'd done a pretty good job recruiting and yep. established yep. myself. So um, it got to the point where I was going to make a change. So I didn't tell any of my clients. So I started to vet some of the organizations that were, that were interested in me. Okay. And it was funny because I was, you know, I talked to some NHL guys, some college guys, some junior guys, just to get that perception on these different agencies. And, uh, Kurt sent me a text one night and, and I knew of KO, but I hadn't had interactions with him. So he set up a call and, 
it was funny in most situations, everybody wanted to know who I could bring. They didn't really want to know me as a person. Really? And I worked for, uh, you know, that's not, you know, that sounds oh. like that, that sounds like that show, uh, Jared McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's honestly, but probably similar. So I, I'd worked in my professional life for a fortune 50 company. And so I knew, and I ran the business in Canada. So, you know, for me, I had that experience Yeah, and it is a business. Um, so Kurt Golden actually wanted to get to know me as a person. Nice. And that's the biggest thing for me is I want to get to know my players as people. And so that right away triggered my interest. Mm-hmm. And it was ironic because one of the people I was back checking on these other organizations told Kurt. So that was the connection, small hockey world, right? So then long story short, I just love the philosophy. I love the diversity. I just lost you there. Sorry. I'm a little slow sometimes. You said one of the players that was back checking told Kurt. Oh, one no, of no, the, one of the organizers. So one oh, of the teams. One of the coaches. One of the coaches. Yeah. Okay, yeah. one of the coaches. Yeah, because I just, you know what I mean? Everybody used to the Kool-Aid. What, okay, so right? What, yes. So I wanted perception from people at different levels oh, on these different organizations. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Because there were yeah. certain indicators I was looking for. Like I said, I owned a business. I was part of a huge business. Yeah. And you know, been through that corporate grind. So I wanted to make sure it was something I believed in. Yes. And we were going to work together. So okay. it was Kurt just yeah, blew me away with the first conversation. Not once did I ask me about paying my current clients. Was want to know about you? Want to know about me? Yeah. Right. And I want to know about my family. So we actually had a general interest in me as a person. And that's a big thing for me is understanding players as people first and, and players second. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was how I ended up at KO. Then uh, essentially called each of my clients individually, told them what I was doing, and they all came. Wow. Yeah. Every single wow. Okay. Everyone. Yeah. That says a lot about you. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah. That's probably one of my proudest moments. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, the approach, the diversity of our group, our infrastructure. I mean, there's so much more to it. And yeah. being part of a business in the corporate world, I realized how much infrastructure is important. Yeah. And we had, you know, we've got, you know, MBAs and lawyers and ex-coaches, ex-players, and just a diverse group, but our backend infrastructure in terms of what we can bring to the table for, for a family is, That's I think, second to So, yeah. And, and none, none of your clients to, to say, okay, I'm going to come over, but they didn't do the, what the guy did on Jerry Maguire. Right, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he made the guy yell. <laughs> yeah. And that may be naive, but honestly, I never got into it from the monetary side. No, no, you do it because you you love to make honestly, a difference. I can tell. You do it because you love to make a difference. Yeah, I do. Like I said, I don't want a kid to go through what I went through. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple of players decide they don't have the passion for the game. My commitment stays strong, so I still talk to those kids and help them. And they both took business, so that's my background. Yeah, good for you. Right, so I worked for Honeywell for, oops, shouldn't have said that out loud, but 20 years. And That's fine. You're allowed to say that out loud. No, I'm sure I can. But um, So, yeah, I managed the country. I had a, had a team of 10, and that's I ran the business from 2012 to the end of 22. Yeah. And I had the exact, so no one, no one left my business. Wow. From the time I was there to the time I left. I think it's because you care about people. You I, I hope so. That that's I do. makes a difference. Yeah. And then I left in September of, of 2022. And there's one guy left on my team that was there from 2012. Really? Yeah. That says a lot. That yeah. says a lot. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that too. So wow. 
anything else you want to talk about or you want to go over? No, you got any other questions for me? I mean, I could talk all day. Yeah, I know this is, this is fantastic. Uh, Charm, any, any ideas, a topic, talking topic for us? Charm's a master of this stuff. How do you know when an athlete is worth investing? Yeah, we can do that one. Is that a good one? Like, you you feel comfortable with that? Well, yeah, I, we can do it. You can cut it out if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so yeah, I'll, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to change the question a little bit. So when you're looking at representing an athlete, how do you decide? Because I'm sure you don't you don't just take anyone on. So how do you decide if you want to help them? If you and I know you want to help them anyways, you want to help everyone. But you, the, the fact is, we, we can't help everyone. No. Right. So what's a determining factor to if you're going to work with a client or not? Because there may be some people watching today that could be looking for uh, a player agent. And so what's the determining factor or factors? I mean, all these players are so skilled and competent in terms of basic stuff, you know, the puck sense, yeah. the puck skills, you know, the skating. I mean, those are easy to pick up on. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is, is character. Okay. Number one, I look at character first, so I'll do background. Yeah, and figure out you know the family dynamic and what that looks like because I if you don't have that character and the commitment and loyalty side of things, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the few that skate through, but ultimately, character is is probably the number one for whatever group of players. So, I mean, there's there's players I'll pass on that may be more advanced in terms of their abilities on the ice, but I'll take a player that has a stronger character over. Okay, and for for the listeners. What's your definition of character? Commitment, determination. I got three kind of rules. Be humble, yeah. respect yourself, respect others. I guess that simplifies it. Okay. Be humble, respect yourself, respect others. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. I got some gifts for Jason too. I got some gift. By the way, you will have seen him. He ate some raw heart already. I gave him four options, eating the raw heart, <laughs> breaking the board to the glass locker, to the barefoot hike. He's eating. He ate the raw liver, so I was impressed. He ate the raw liver. That was awesome. So I had to make sure he showed that. I got a few gifts for you. First is, this is from my seminars, the Only Mindset Power Seminars. You get a hat. Yes, sir. The next is my book, uh, Gold. Actually, this is Magnetic Mindset Secrets. Right? So that, and it's got good, it's got great stories in there of hockey players, Jeff Glass and all that stuff. Oh, we learn from others. So I always enjoy reading. Yes. I mean, actually reading the Aaron and Patty. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's really good. Unbelievable. Yeah. One of the best books I've read. Athlete mindset secrets as well. Until you read this one. I'm just joking. <laughs> you, there you go. Jeez, it's like Christmas. I know it is. And look at this. From the seminar, Goalie Mindset Power. Some eye shades. Eye shades for when you sleep. Right? They'll be the best eye shades ever. There you go. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take it easy on the hands, Jake. Oh, yeah. Jake, awesome. great to have you on, my friend. You're powerful. Thanks. That was great. <laughs>